Krishna consciousness. Achaitanya Vedamishtanga, this whole material world is in dead condition, lifeless, without Krishna consciousness. Often people ask me when I was born and I tell them I'm Janvashini Day in 
to describe Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's countenances, his feeling of distress, which was that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he personally experienced this every night while at Puri, while residing in Puri uh, after going for his tour to South India, then he was residing at the at the Gambira, that is the room in the house of Kashi Mishra, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stayed and he would pass the night with most of the night he would pass with Srutanda and Raman and the Rai, his two most intimate associates. During the daytime, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would be engaged in various activities with many devotees, and they would be doing lots of kirtan and they would be listening to Bhagavatam. Especially Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to go daily. He would walk from his house to Gambia a little distance. Now there are so many roads. That should just go straight. So not very far. Anyway, to the temple of Totagopina, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would give them the Dhamma Pandya, the service of worshipping Gopina, the Gopina deity, who came to be known as Totagopina. Tota means a garden, that's a lot of the time, garden. So that was a nice garden for the time of the day, the Gopinath, the worship. Gopinath there, along with the Radha and Nalita deities. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would go there daily with so many other associates and in the courtyard of the temple of Gopinath. Mahaprabhu would listen to Gadatha Pandit, recite the Bhagavatam, and especially he would recite the, the parts, the, the uh, sections of the Bhagavatam, describing the pastimes of Dhruva Maharaj and Pradhan which it's also stated that even in his youth, before taking sannyas, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <coughs> Especially like to hear these sections from the Bhagavad. So in these ways, people would be bathing three times in the sea. He had a regular schedule. He would go for darshan of Jagannath. He would accept prasad. Uh, usually in different uh, people's, different devotees, residences. So in this way, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was engaged in various ways during the day, and in this way he uh, remained happy during the day. But at night, when there were, there were no various activities, just he would be uh, alone with his mind. If we're alone, we're alone with our minds. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he would say, uh, on the Agadarvan, Moravan, Vrindavan, the other's heart and their mind is the same, but my mind is uh, in Vrindavan. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's feeling that separation from Vrindavan is very painful, feeling very pain 
at the same time it advertises the circumstances of the gave an example that the, uh, the the Ramayana in the Ramayana the principal rasa there are different rasa there are five primary rasas Shamadasya Sakya Vatsala and Srimad and there are also uh, supplementary gonas Mokya Rasa and Gonaras. So among the Gonaras, or the supplementary Rasas, one is Karunya Rasa, which uh, actually these are all terms which come in dramatics, you'll find in the Natya Shastra. For the Natya Shastra is the science of dramatics and dance. So all these, uh, all these are described, how the actors will manifest the different Rasas, and with the aim of uh, making that rasa become manifest within the heart of the audience. So, uh, the, in the, the Western world, there's also the, the uh, science of dramatics, and exactly the term which corresponds to karunya, karunya is, is pathos. It's a, it's a mood of uh, pathos. It's a, it's, a, it's a feeling of sadness, which at the same time there's a sweet tinge to it. Sweet in the, in the sense that uh, there's a sentiment for the uh, sentiment for, oh, we'll find it. Just like in so many dramas, in Shakespeare's dramas, there are tragedies and there are comedies and there are tragic comedies. People also go to see the tragedy. It's, if there's a, people know it's, it's a sad story. And they go to see it. Why do they go to see it? Because there's some pleasure in that. So, Ram Lila, it's mostly you could say it's a tragedy. It's full of karunya so Prabhupada gave the example how, how everyone knows that Dharmadina, uh, it's, it's, there's so much sadness in it, that there is so much happiness that Ram is going to be crowned uh, as the uh, Prince Regent of Ayodhya and how wonderful all the citizens are very happy, he's very nicely married with Sita Devi and what better couple could there be than this? All very happy to see Lord Ram in his happiness. That is the happiness of the book is seeing the Lord happy in his happiness. But then all of a sudden like a thunderbolt that strikes on the head of all the citizens of Ayodhya. Ram is banished to the forest to, to live not in happiness but in a very uh, demeaning situation for Akshatri, bereft of all his wealth and simply living in a very poor, poverty-stricken forest. So everyone 
in Ayodhya was uh, very much saddened by this. Everyone except Lord Brown himself. <coughs> he simply accepted, all right, he was not showing an example of the Kshatri, how he can rule, how he should rule, uh, without attachment, without attachment. So eventually he came back to rule, but he wasn't attached to that ruling, and later on was he also showed how he's not attached to ruling, I'm only attached to serving on ground. So the whole of Ayodhya was plunged into distress. But Ram was very happy. I mean, I, he said that when he came to the forest, actually, I'm very happy. It's very nice. I like the forest. It's, uh, you see, I mean, Sita was also distressed when I could see Lord Ram with his hair matted. And uh, to see him just going with bare feet without being served by so many others. But she's also very happy to have his intimate association. And she also. In the, the, the forest life is difficult, but there are many pleasurable things also. To see the uh, to see the deer jumping and the changing of the seasons with different flowers and fruits. So Sita and Ram they were very happy together in the forest, but then again unhappiness struck when the uh, personification of evil. Ravan stole away Sita. No, anyway, it's a very long story, and uh, eventually Ram retrieved Sita from the hands of Ravan. <coughs> so many uh, friendships made, and so many things in the meantime. Um, and having attained Having again attained Sita, then uh, she uh, came into public and all the monkeys and everyone who was there were waiting. And normally a woman won't come in public, but there are certain, won't come in public, but there are certain instances in which she may, and was cited from Shastra, she may come and all the monkeys, they actually wanted to see her, not out of uh, an improper desire to see her, but they were, they wanted to see, who is this? Who is this uh, lady who uh, Ram has gone to so much trouble and all of Lanka has been raised and, and so many people killed and for the sake of this, who is this personality that Ram is so much attached to? We're so much. We ourselves are so, uh, so much attached to Lord Rama. Then how how great is this lady that he is so much attached to her? They didn't think it's a bad thing. We should be attached to her. So for so many reasons, they wanted to see uh, Sita Devi, and she was also very anxious to see Lord Rama. She was very anxious to see Ram. She had no other thought in her mind than Ram. She was so much uh, distressed in being taken away by Ram that she was so 
so happy to see Lord Ram, but then when she came into his presence, she saw that he didn't look happy. He looked very grim. And he spoke to her very harsh, what sounded like very harsh words. It seemed that his heart had been melting to receive. But he spoke very harshly. He said that, I have now done my duty to uphold the dignity of my family, that uh, my wife has been kidnapped and I have uh, killed the perpetrator of this crime and released my wife from his clutches. Now I have done my duty and you may go wherever you like because you've been away from my uh, home for one year. We cannot trust any woman who's away from the protection of her husband even for one day, so to speak, of one year. So therefore, now you are freed and you may go wherever you like and do whatever you like. And this was very horrible news for Sita Devi and for everyone. You know, when we went to this whole fight and we thought that we're going to reunite Sita with Ram, now they're united and he's <coughs> I don't have anything more to do with you. So more sadness. And then uh, Sita Devi, she said that she called alright, we should test. I test I have I have not even for a moment thought of or desired even slightly with within my mind, anyone but Lord Ram. And let the, let the fire go. I shall enter the fire and I shall call Agni Dev, who is present everywhere. He is one of the devas, being the deva of the fire element. He is present everywhere because fire is present uh, wherever there is heat, there is fire. So there is heat, otherwise this will be frozen. And Agni is present within everyone's body, within every living body, especially there's heat in the body, so it's present. So she called to Agni. She said, I will enter fire. And Agni can bear witness that if I have ever, even for a moment, even slightly desired anyone other than Ram, or if in any way my chastity, Toward God, towards Lord Ram has been violated even slightly, even subconsciously within my mind. Then may I consume this body because I myself have no desire to maintain it. If I if I myself be even slightly unchaste, then let let Agni consume my body. Otherwise, let him uh, bear witness that I am uh, the chaste wife suitable to be reunited with Lord Ram. So an action had the unpleasant duty of building a fire for Sita to and she entered. And all all of the monkeys that were present they simply they were fighting. Previously they were fighting, killing without any mercy, slapping the Rakshasas. But they could not see this. They simply covered. 
They, they, they sing, there's so many things, blood and death, but this they cannot see, they say they cannot hear them scream. And how did they do it? They cannot see them. So more sadness. And then happiness, all right. Now see them brother again united. And then uh, unhappiness for Lord Brahma, for the, the, that came before the Dasha, the reason and unhappiness left this world, so that was unhappiness for Lord Brahma. And again, happiness, now they united and all came back to Lanka, and all the citizens very happy, everything is very wonderful. Now Lord Ram is back with Sita. And then again, the king, the Lord Ram saw the necessity to banish Sita. And then he lived for so many years, for 12,000 years, ruling Ayodhya without the, without Sita. So it's it's simply that there are there are moments where there are happiness in Vandila, but wherever there is happiness. There's a little happiness that again everything comes down to the sad situation. So Prabhupada, of course I I dilated a bit on this, but Prabhupada just gave briefly in the nectar of devotion describing how Ramdila is full of sadness. But then how is it Prabhupada gives the rhetorical question? How is it that great devotees like Hanuman and so many other great devotees of Lord Ram, and even not great devotees, but devotees, they like to hear Ram Lila again and again and again. Because actually it is a, it's a giver of happiness. It's, it's, it appears to be distressed, but actually it's simply transcendental happiness. To hear the pastimes of the Lord in his various avatars, including that of Lord Ram, which is mentioned in, among the Das avatars, this is from the Dash avatar story. That hearing about the pastimes of the Lord in his various avatars is it gives happiness and auspiciousness. So it all like they appear to be very sad. It is all transcendental. There's no sadness in the light of There's no sadness. There's no distress. There appears there may appear to be distress, but what appears to be distress in the pastimes of the Lord and of his devotees, it is all transcendental happiness. Has given the warning. Don't think that devotees are ever distressed because their their apparent distress is actually the. It's all transcendental happiness. Once a devotee showed Prabhupada, there's, there's quite a well-known picture. I don't know if it's well-known nowadays, but in those days it was even when I joined. Well known picture that was a photo of Prabhupada. It was on the wall of that temple, very place, temple in London, of Prabhupada with, with his mouth turned down. We see someone smiling, and with, with upturned, that smiling seems like happy, and with downturned, seems like sad. And one devotee said to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, in this photo, you look, you 
feeling very sad in life. I said, you don't know. That was a moment of great ecstasy. So, uh, Krishna's pastimes are full of ecstasy. Devotees are full of ecstasy. Even if it sometimes manifests as crying, it's manifest as separation from Krishna, which the devotee feels very sad. It's all transcendental bliss. One thing I, I, I noticed about, uh, in American culture especially, culture where you're using the say a better term. And for, in the absence of any other term, although it's not really a very precise term, uh, for the American way of life, but, uh, um, they seem to equate happiness with smiling and laughing. Whereas we see here in India, it's not that people, they always have to be smiling and laughing. It's a more grave kind of culture. It's not... It is, in America, if someone gives you a gift, you have to make a big... Oh, thank you very much. Honorable. <laughs> you have to make a... It's required as a culture that you have to... That you have to feel it in America. You have to make a big show and you have to say, Thank you! Whereas in Indian culture, you just accept it. You don't say, you don't say, wow! Here's the same It's not required to make a good show. And if one does make a good show, why, why is he? Why, what, what happened? He gave something, maybe child or something. Is he really so much overcome with ecstasy because of uh, each other. But rather giving gifts and receiving gifts, it, it's a token of appreciation or, or respect. But uh, it's the same thing in the marital relationship in the Western world. So the, was, the husband and wife always have to tell each other, I love you, I love you, and they have to, they have to kiss each other when they, when they he drops off to work or she drops him off to work. They have to kiss each other. They very much making a show. And it very much requires an outward show, outward expression. Where, where, and often inside there's nothing very much said. <laughs> Whereas in Indian culture, the, the husband and wife, they don't say to each other, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> If he says, I love you, he's going to go, you know, he doesn't. What is he saying? Maybe he thinks I'm doubting. There's no need to say I love you. It's except, of course I love you. It's not, you don't even think about does he love you, does he love you. Whether he does or whether he doesn't. Anyway, you're married and life has to go on. So it's a much more, it's a much more subtle culture in which, uh, what, in which, uh, Feelings uh, for each other, they, they don't, it's not required that they be externally expressed. <coughs> it's understood. The uh, relationships are not based on, uh, on a big uh, melodramatic outward show. But rather, the, the, the feeling is there of the exchange of rasa, 
that is there, that goes, the Asa goes on in the, on the more subtle platform, and the, the expression of love is, is uh, how in one's everyday dealings and behavior and service like this. And it's, it, it's because in Western culture it's like giving a gift, because people are so much attached to material things, that they think it will, that if love is expressed by giving people things. You, you love your children by giving them many toys. But actually, but they give many toys to their children, but they don't spend any time with them. The average American child gets 40 minutes a week from their, from their parent, usually one parent, because their parents are poor. So they get 40 minutes a week, and they get $40 worth of toy, toys a week, but they don't get, uh, they don't get action. The parents say, that, well, I don't time much, so give them a toy. That will, that will show them I love them and they'll make them just, there's nothing there, it's just, it's just something external. So, uh, this uh, exchange of, of loving feelings in, in, in Indian culture, you know, it it's definitely that giving a gift, that's, that's what Preeti Lakshmi, Dadati, Pratikrishnati, giving and receiving gifts, that's a symptom of love. But, uh, it's not that what, what the gift you give, the body you give me, what, what am I going to get? What am I going to get? What, what kind of gift? You have, to, you have to spend a lot of money and then we'll understand that you actually love you. But no, the gift, just like Krishna says, Paktam Pushpam Palam Tayam Yome Bhaktya Prayam Ashami Prayam Leaf, flower, fruit, or whatever. What is that? If you're a millionaire, multi-millionaire, now I'm going to give you a gift, but here it is, a flower. You could have bought me, you know, a house or something. You could have, you could have bought me a, a, a new Rolls Royce car to go to go with my collection. But uh, you give me a flower, what is that? So, uh, a flower, what kind of a gift is that? Anyone, uh, anyone, anywhere? Except if you're in some living in the some desert in China or something, even in the desert in Arabia, you can get flowers and Sicilian partners and find them you'll find the ladies, Indian South Indian ladies in Dubai are wearing fresh flowers, Mogra. It's not going in Dubai, they fly it in daily from India. So uh, anyway, flowers are generally available anywhere. It's not a very great thing to offer someone a flower or a leaf. But fruit, it's a, what is the name of If someone is possessive, if, if someone is uh, desiring material possessions, then what, what is this? Give you an orange? But the whole idea is that it's not it's not the gift that's given, but the love with which it's given. So Krishna is not everything. What can you give Krishna? You know, not the evil flower the door, and he will accept it if it's offered with love. Of course, if one does have the means to serve Krishna with more than the if one is a crocodile or multi crocodile 
then uh, it is more suitable that Parama Krishna not only improve our even more and build himself huge apartments in 20 different cities, but he should also, better he should utilize his wealth for building nice temples for the Lord. That would be a better use. Otherwise, where is the You only offer a flower and you have the ability to serve in more capacity. Then it brings into question where is the sun. But actually, love, that is not fixed. Even one may have lots of money in building temples. That in itself may, that may not necessarily be indicative of love. Because often people, they build a temple for their own uh, prestige and name and fame. That's why, uh, just to give an example, in various cities in India, there are what are known as Bhiyaramandiyas. Actually, they're Lakshmi Narayan Mandiyas. They're known as Bhiyaramandiyas. So who's, who's getting the worship? Who's, who's uh, glories are being compounded more by building these temples? If they're known as Biela Mandir, it's the Biela family. So, uh, once it may, it may not, it's not necessarily that one is performing Kanti for the pleasure of the Lord, but if he does actually do so, then the Lord will be very satisfied. Even with the flower, fruit, and water. If, he's, if one actually has love, so this series of verses that we're reading now, they are describing love of Krishna, which is the mature fruit of practice of the Christian consciousness sadhana program. From, from sadhana comes siddhi, and the siddhi is love of Krishna, and the, the symptoms uh, some of the symptoms are being mentioned here. The one will cry. Tears of regret that I did not attain Krishna. Just like this Madhavan uh, who was crying, I did not attain Krishna. All my life I was searching for Krishna, I never attained Krishna. This is the ecstasy that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu how to search for Krishna. Always looking for Krishna. She go with ha feeling of regret or sadness, <coughs> distress. I could not attend Krishna. Where is where are you Krishna? Hirati, hey Krishna. Oh all the gopis have been done. Where are you? Are you under the are you on a tree at the foot of the Gautam Hill or in the forest? the bank of the Yamuna, crying out loudly in the Dharma, they would manifest their feelings of distress, which are actually the highest kind of mental illness. So searching for Krishna. 
not that I, that now yes, I, I it's everything finished. Oh. Of course, sometimes the, the devotee feels like that because the, this bitra-lamma-bha, the feeling of separation from Krishna, that Chaitanya Mahamadha manifested, that has to be nourished at least sometimes with some goal or meeting of Krishna. Sometimes, sometimes there are different phases of Krishna's personality. Meeting with Krishna and separation with Krishna. So sometimes also the devotees feel that, yes, now I'm so fortunate. I, I have the opportunity to, to engage in the service of Krishna. But most of these devotees, especially in the land of Chaitanya, they cultivate this feeling of separation from Krishna. Uh, we should also, as Prabhupada writes, we should also try to cultivate the feeling of separation from Krishna. Not in an artificial manner that we consider ourselves, I just like all people sometimes, but in the manner that uh, is being described here in this report by Vishnu Chakra we should feel regret that I, could. I, I couldn't attain Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was it. I couldn't attain Krishna. But then, uh, well then why are you crying for Krishna? Oh, that's just a show. Because if I actually attain Krishna, how could I... Uh, if, if I actually attained Krishna, then how could I go on living in this body? So this is proof I couldn't attain Krishna. So the devotees should cultivate this, this feeling, this regretful feeling, why I can't why am I still uh, why am I still attracted to the objects of the senses? Why am I still attracted to my bodily relationships? Why am I still attracted to the children? I cannot attain Krishna. So devotees should feel this actually we are separated from Krishna. We are separated from Krishna by our illicit desires because we we desire to enjoy this dinar property, this this energy of Krishna which is separate from Krishna. So therefore we're separated from Krishna by our own wrong desire. Krishna Bhudi, Seji Vanadi We are separated from Krishna. Not as Chaitanya is really separation from Krishna in Prayamakapu. We have neither praise nor kātana. We have neither love for Krishna, neither are we calling our demonstrations for Krishna. We're feeling quite satisfied in our materialistic situation. This is lamentable. We should lament for our lack of love for Krishna. This is being suggested here, or described here, by Vishnu Chakrata. And Udanti, Prasanti, also Laughing sometimes in ecstasy about Krishna, the devotee is laughing, seeing the wonderful pastimes of Krishna, seeing the uh, seeing or hearing about the wonderful pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Devotee sometimes in transcendental delight is uh, laughing. There are so many symptoms being given. This should not be imitated, but definitely. Uh, one is even beginning to uh, awaken one's love for Krishna, which from the beginning of Krishna consciousness, the whole process is meant for awakening love for Krishna. And 
from the very beginning, one can hear about Krishna and begin to appreciate his wonderful pastimes and take pleasure in them. Because if we don't take pleasure in, in hearing about Krishna, then we'll take pleasure in hearing Ramya Katama. Who is the next president of America? Of course, we, because we, as preachers we live in this world, we may be in contact with its goings on to some extent. But that is not our interest. There's not a subject that what, what will be the next political configuration. That is not our subject. As in passing, or as, a, as some kind of, not exactly necessity, but can be. For those who are living in this world and preaching Krishna or attempting to preach Krishna consciousness, they, they should know some of these things. Who's the Prime Minister of the country and different things like that? Otherwise, we don't too much. I had that personal experience once. When I was in England, I was speaking with some guests at the temple and they, they, they mentioned the name someone to me, Kala. And I said, Who? Who are you talking about? Kala? And he said, We don't know, it's the Prime Minister. I had been two years the Prime Minister, and I, I, since I joined the temple, I never bothered to keep in contact with any news. I had no idea who the Prime Minister was. So, in the estimation of that person who was speaking to me, I was a very strange person. What's called otherworldly, there's a, there's a word in English, otherworldly. It means synonym or it's to have your head in the clouds. It means that. You're so much absorbed in some other world, that, that some it means like a spiritual person who's so spiritual that they're totally impractical. It's not, it's not, a, it's a somewhat derogatory term. Even if you're staying in a country and you're not a citizen of that country, and you don't know the Prime Minister, it's just that the Lord is coming from other countries like myself living in India. If we don't know the Prime Minister, is that people think that we're not giving enough respect to the country. At least we're certainly not well informed because the Prime Minister of India is an internationally known figure among people who read the pages, the, the, the newspapers, apart from the sports pages. So, uh, some content uh, we should have this world, but our pleasure is not in hearing the news of this world, which is always stale. That example I was giving the other night in Hyderabad, what's the, the fresh news today? Give me the news, what's in the newspaper? What's going on? That same fresh news, hot news, after a few days that will only be useful for putting Pekoras in from the hot line. <laughs> the same hot news is now hot and hot Pekoras. <laughs> Otherwise, no one has any interest. <laughs> or sometimes in Russia, we used to see the newspapers. They tear it up and they put it into little pieces and they put it in the toilet for people to wipe their backsides with. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like you have a picture of President Bush. <laughs> so it becomes, it becomes very useful. 
<laughs> but this Bhagavatam, we are hearing in Krishna Lila after many thousands of years, and it's always fresh. It doesn't become fresh news. What, what's the news? Krishna ran away from the battlefield. Krishna ran away? Why should Krishna run away? Krishna is not afraid of anyone. Why is that? And there's news analysis. Editorial. Krishna Editorial. Why Krishna ran away? Well, there are so many things, yes. And he doesn't want to, it's below his, his Yavam, Kal, the name. It's below his dignity to fight with a Yavam. And if he doesn't run away, he's going to have to fight with him. And then uh, he doesn't want to personally kill him, so he arranges to get him killed and to have his devotee Munchakunda woken up also. And also there's some pressing business, some very important business that he has to marry Rukmini, so that's also, that follows on from this leader. And then, but doesn't it look, they make him look, you know, he's afraid of Jarasandha, and, uh, but he already defeated Jarasandha 17 times, and, and you know, Jarasandha is such a fool, he's coming back again. What was it, 18 times he defeated him? 18 times he attacked. He's such a fool, he can't understand, he's going to yet again be annihilated. So he, he's only got his coping left, and his whole army is destroyed. And he didn't, he didn't get the message after 17 times. So one way of defeating someone is just to ignore them. Just like Prabhupada is described in Prabhupada and Amrita, how in the early days of, of the, in the 26th Second Avenue, one man would come every night with a, and he would read from a philosophy book, something, and Prabhupada every night would just smash his arguments. And then one night Prabhupada just didn't say anything. And he defeated him that way. In other words, didn't you get the message yet? Whatever you have to say, it's all nonsense. <laughs> so, in this way, Prabhupada defeated him simply by ignoring him. So, in this way, he also wishes it's not that he's afraid, but he also defeated So, in this way, contrary, that was fresh news. Now we're reading from Bhagavatam, the same thing again and again and again. But again and again, we're reading because it doesn't become old. It doesn't become stable. It's always fresh, even by Krishna. So hearing about Krishna, we may cry, we may laugh, we may sing, we may dance. We aspire to that We should cry for that name. When, okay, only one Amar, Amar, Aparada Bhuchi, Shudanami Bhuchi. People call it for the grace and Pray we are free from all offenses. We should channel the name in purity. Devotee aspires for that perfection stage. So, Hare Krishna, and Kirtan can begin prior to the uh, lectures promising the part of the contents. So, Hare Krishna. Is there any question? The goal of life, what they call 
Bhagavad Gita Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is loving, loving separation from Krishna. So, but I want to have a you should nurture the The separation we have at the moment is we're separated by our own wrong desires. So we have to get out of that separation and feel that this transcendental separation from The gift of pure love from Krishna that is given by Krishna, but we, we the, the, the means and the end is the same. We shouldn't artificially try to pretend that I'm on the platform of feeling separation from Krishna. But at the same time, uh, if we do, we, we uh, actually I explained this in the class. We should we should hear about Krishna. Naturally, that will awake. By hearing about Krishna from pure devotees, that will awaken at least the beginnings of a desire to attain to that platform. And uh, our crying at this stage is the crying that, that I couldn't attain Krishna, I'm still so far. This Gopinath song, Bhaktivinoda exactly expresses the uh, emotions of one who is. Uh, aspiring or, or feeling that I couldn't attain Krishna that uh, while having material desires but at the same time aspiring for pure devotional service. So exactly what our mood should be that can actually that's a very interesting song also because Bhaktiro Thakur also meant something somewhat chastising Krishna at the same time that uh, he didn't you know, I don't have any strength to purify myself. But why are you not? I'm your servant. Why do you consider me? He doesn't. Don't think of me as. Don't think of me as someone external from you. I'm. I'm. I'm part of. I'm your servant. Why are you neglecting me? But in general, the, 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 the mood he's seeing that. Amitu Murakavati Tumitu Pandita Mudera Mongol Tumitu Vishnu Hold on this one Opinata Namana Mira Vishnu Vishwai Durjana Shada Kamarata Kichami I have very simple words and I know what I want to do This mood I aspire to attain you but I am very fond of so this mood exactly conditions uh, of the mood that Bhaktivinoda Thakur has expressed in his own book. This mood we should not try to artificially pretend that I am the liberated. Nothing artificial.